your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of the day. And today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are right around the corner, and finding the perfect gift can be tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. And don't forget to follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. In today's episode, we will be doing a mailbag episode. This is something I haven't done in quite a while here on the show, to be completely honest. And I felt it was time to break one out and do it again. So, obviously, mailbag, folks send in questions. I put the tweet out, folks send the questions in, and I answer the questions here on the show. And I also got some questions from some fellow Locked On hosts. So first, uh, we have Brian Fisher from Locked On Red Wings. Now, this is definitely a joke question, but he asked, Why did Carolina give up Ned for nothing? It's because they hate me, Brian. That's why. They hate me, and they hate it when the fans have nice things and a nice goalie. But, you know, <laughs> that is what it is there. Uh, I I think, you know, this is something I've talked about before. But, you know, to give a serious answer for those that may be new. And Brian, had he not heard, I, I think, you know, the Hurricanes, you, they, they weren't 100% sold with Ned. Because there are definitely still some holes in his game. And he wasn't, you know, perfect. And, and they were, they're definitely in win now mode. So, you know, they were obviously willing to keep him, sure, but they weren't willing to pay him what he was asking for, which is, I believe, like $3.5 million or, or somewhere in that ballpark. So I, I think that, you know, they just weren't 100% sold on him, which I... I Part of me, you know, understands like, all right, you're not sold on the guy, don't don't keep him. But also you look at just how good he was, even with his small issues that he had, and the fact that you struggled to get a goalie for so many years, basically ever since Cam Ward left his prime, pretty much, uh, it, and he you were never able to get him, or the previous regime really, they were never able to get him quality help in between the pipes so he could rest and get healthy and they never had a good team in front of him so he was having to play a lot harder and a lot more than he probably should have which probably shortened his career and then you know you 
had the Scott Darling experiment that didn't work. And then, you know, Peter, yeah, he was good while he was here. McElhaney, Reimer, these other guys, they're all good, but they're never like true long-term solutions. And then you had this guy in your system for so many years. You invested a lot of time and money into this guy. You finally got called up and, you know, for an extended period of time rather than just one game. And then, you know, he just, he killed it. He absolutely did. He was a Vesna finalist. He very... Yeah, he was statistically outperforming your Vesna candidates as well. And to not bring him back, I think, is still just ridiculous. Um, I'm obviously pleased with Frederick Anderson and Auntie Ronta. Of course, you know, they've been really, really good. That I think, you know, the quarterway of the season mark, they're definitely in the running for, I believe, it's called the Jennings Trophy for the best goalie tandem. I definitely think they're in the running for that right now. Freddie's should probably be in the Vesna conversation as well. Uh, but you look at that, and yeah, you know the Hurricanes are doing good, but you know these guys are both on the wrong side of thirty, and both have injury histories. You look at Ronte; he's already been out with a concussion already, which you know that's one thing. You know, and yeah, I'm glad he did sit out and didn't try to play with it, but. You know, you once you know they hit that slide, and you know that guy is on the wrong side of thirty. Typically, hit. You, know, you just kind of wonder what what's the future here. You you had a guy that could be your franchise goaltender moving forward, and you let him go, and he took less money than what he asked for, which wasn't a lot. And I just kind of wonder what what what's the plan here, because I, again I'm pleased with Freddie and Auntie of course, but I just think you know what if you got Freddie was the one they were looking at for a long time, what if you got Freddie and kept Ned, and you had both of those guys, you have a good veteran who who can carry the load, he can be you know the one A guy. And then you could have your young future goalie in Ned and your one to be. And, you know, they could, you know, Ned could learn from Freddie. I, I get Ned allegedly wanted to be the guy. But, you know, I think if, you know, they brought Freddie in, I think they could kind of split the workload a bit more, kind of like uh, Peter and James did. And kind of split it pretty evenly. And Freddie you know, wouldn't have to carry as much of a workload. Especially you know, with his injury history and his age. Which he's been carrying it well. But again, we're, we just passed the quarter, se- quarter point of the season mark. So we still got three quarters of the season left to play in the playoffs. So you, you just kind of wonder like what could have been here. And what the long-term goal is. But, yeah, it is what it is now. There's nothing we can do about it. All we can do is talk about stuff like this. And then, I am going to reword Scott from Locked On Canadians question a little bit. Because he kind of asked it in a bit of a joking manner. But, yeah, uh, like I said, I'll reword this a little a little bit. But, yeah, is Tony D'Angelo a good replacement for Dougie Hamilton? And obviously, or yeah, he asked, is Tony D as good, or is one-sixth as good as Dougie? Uh, 
As a person, no, absolutely not. Plain and simple. He's a trash human being. But, you know, looking you know, just at the uh, on-ice stuff, he, he's served his purpose well so far this season. He, he's he been near the top of the league in points for defensemen, which is fine. Um, he obviously isn't going to match the production that Dougie Hamilton made, but I, I assume, you know, he's serving his role well for what the Hurricanes want him to do. And, you know, if that's what they're wanting from him, then he's doing his job. He's definitely still needs a little bit of work on the defensive side of things because he definitely has made some really ugly miscues for sure. So hopefully he can clean some of that stuff up. He has some really good folks to learn from, you know, on the defensive side of things, on the ice from Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci, Ian Cole. He has some guys to learn from there. And then, of course, Rod Brindamore and Tim Gleason. So we'll see how things go with him. There's still a lot of hockey left to play. So hopefully things can improve for him on the defensive side of things. He's been doing all right offensively. So we'll see how things go, and hopefully he can keep his emotions in check. But we'll see on that. And you know, there's obviously some questions from fans as well and listeners of the show, and we'll be diving into those questions right after this quick break. The holidays are right around the corner, and finding the perfect holiday gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package for $99.99. You will get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. Use code NHL and you'll also get an additional 8 Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've heard all the reports about shortages with shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieving gift-giving greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. OmahaSteaks.com Keyword NHL. Now it's time for a two-parter question. This is also a holiday-themed question as well. It's now Christmas season, now that Thanksgiving has came and gone. This one comes from Kaniac Zach. You guys all know about Zach, the co-founder of Pours for Scores, all that stuff. He asked, which hurricane would you cast as Buddy the Elf in a theoretical Elf 2? So this is an interesting one. First off, no one can replace Will Ferrell, Zach. So, you know, no hurricane is going to get cast in that. But, you know, I feel like the obvious, you know, if we're really going to get into it, I feel like the obvious choice that a lot of people would go to would be Sebastian Ajo. He went with the elf cosplay thing um the a couple years ago uh that the social media team put out like the elf on the shelf thing so there was that um 
So, you know, he's an obvious choice, you know, to be in there. But I just, I don't know if he could do it. I know that sounds mean, uh, but I just don't know if he has the comedic timing for a role like that. So, you know, I, I honestly will not go with Sebastian Ajo there. So, yeah, there's a few other guys you know, here. I I feel like Svetch would be funny, but again, just not one. Just no. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think there's really two that stand out that I think would be really funny in this role. And that would be Stephen Lawrence and Jordan Martinuk. I think those two guys would be really, really funny as Buddy the Elf. <laughs> so, honestly, I feel like Marty would probably be the better of the two choices there because he has the big personality for it. We've all seen the videos and whatnot of him. So, I feel like Marty would probably be the best choice but i feel like steven lawrence would also be really really good in that role and then zach in his follow-up question asks which cane is most likely to be left home alone on a road trip aka miss the flight so i mean there's one in san jose right now but you know that's not the same reason why <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is one that I could, I definitely see a few guys, honestly, for this one. I feel like you know, in the movie Home Alone, Kevin, I believe he was the youngest kid. So you look at a guy like Seth Jarvis, he gets left. Uh, I feel, I don't know why, but I see Andre Svechnikov being that guy. For some reason, I don't know why. I just see him being the one to get left behind for some reason. Like he oversleeps or or something, you know. Or heck, if it's still if it's during um nice time of the year before you know, it really gets cold, he's probably like out fishing or something like that. Uh but yeah, it'd be either Seth Jarvis or Andre Sveshnikov for me on that one. So yeah, I, I don't know why Svetsa. It he just reeks oversleeping. <laughs> God, that's mean, I know. But yeah, I, I would say Seth Jarvis or Andre Svechnikov would get left behind. Now that does it for the questions portion of the episode. In our next segment, we will briefly be doing another preview of today's game against Dallas, talking about the recalls on the blue line and stuff like that. We will be doing all that in the next segment right after this quick break. Bet Online has you covered for all seasons with more odds, props, and lines than ever before as football con- season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, and even right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Now, getting into a quick preview of the Carolina Hurricanes at the Dallas Stars. I obviously did a full crossover episode with Dan Lewis from Locked On Stars. You can go listen to that episode at your leisure. But, you know, there's definitely some interesting stuff going on here. This was, uh, I think, going to be a big game for the Hurricanes because of just how depleted they are on the blue line. Ethan Bear is still stuck in San Jose. And now Tony D'Angelo and Brett Pesci are also on the NHL's COVID protocol list. So the Hurricanes blue line is absolutely gutted with key players. And you know, now the Hurricanes have recalled Jalen Chatfield and Max Lejoie from the Chicago Wolves. So this is going to be a very interesting game, I feel, because the the Dallas Stars do play a very, very physical game. We all know that. I believe they set like an NHL record last year for most hits in a game or something like that, or they got really close to it. So that that's going to be a really interesting thing tonight. And as you can hear in the episode I did with Dane, that the Dallas offense is starting to get in their stride a little bit. So with our defense being a bit depleted, I think that's going to be interesting because yes, Frederick Anderson, I think, or Auntie Ronta, you know, both of those guys, they're really going to do their job in between the pipes, but they can only do so much. You still have to have your guys out on the ice doing their part as well. And you're missing a lot of key guys here. I know Lejoie, he obviously has experience with the Hurricanes yeah, from last year, so I'm not necessarily worried about him too, too much. It's more so Chatfield that I'm a little interested to see how he does, and I think it'll be interesting to see how things get put up tonight. I think you'll probably see Slavin and Shea on the top pairing, and then you'll see Ian Cole and Brendan Smith move up to that second pairing. And then maybe Lejoie and Chatfield on the third defensive pairing. I could obviously be completely wrong about that. This stuff obviously hasn't been announced as of yet. So it'll be interesting to see how things go for the Hurricanes tonight in that regard. I think their offense is really going to have to step it up. We're going to have to see the team that we saw at the beginning of the year. We're going to have to see the tight team that we just saw in Philly the other day we're gonna have to see that because Dallas they're starting to hit their stride and you're going in there with a depleted blue line so your offense is really going to have to step it up and be able to score goals they're also going to have to step it up and play some good defense of course but you've got to be able to score some freaking goals in this game your defense is depleted like I said and your goalie can only do but so much. So I really want to see their offense step it up in this game. But at the end of the day, we'll just have to wait and see. The Hurricanes are, again, back on the road. This is something they've been doing a lot as of late. They are just got back from that six-game road trip. They had the one game at home against Washington. Now they're back on the road again. They're 9-2-1 on the road this season. So they 
have the best points percentage in the NHL on the road. And again, their defense is freaking great. Or it had been. So we'll see if that continues tonight. They had the second fewest goals with 2.25 and the third fewest shots at 28.8 when on the road. So we'll see how things go. The Stars are, again, they're getting really hot. They're coming off, you know, ending the winning streaks of the Colorado Avalanche, Edmonton Oilers, and Arizona Coyotes. So they're doing really good. So they're really feeling themselves. So we'll see how things go. And again, we're fixing to see Yanni Hockenpah again for the first time since last season. And of course, you do have former Hurricane Anton Kudobin there. So we'll see how things go there with the Hurricanes. I'm really excited for this game. I do think this is going to be a really, really fun game for the Hurricanes. I think it's going to be an entertaining game for us as fans to watch because these teams obviously saw each other a lot last year. It wouldn't surprise me if there's still some, I guess, uh, bad feelings towards each other because, again, you saw each other so much, similar to Nashville, similar to Chicago, Teams like that that we played so much last year. And then Tampa as well. Florida as well. So it wouldn't surprise me if we see a little extra physicality. and They give a little bit extra when they're checking each other into the boards and, and whatnot. But we'll just see how things go. I'm really looking forward to this game. I hope you guys are as well. And thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of the day and now that you've made this show your first listen of the day go make locked on bets your second listen of the day locked on bets is the show to listen to for all of your gambling needs it's your daily one-stop shop locked on bets is hosted by your boy q with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling it's free and available on all streaming platforms so it's going to be on whatever you're listening to this show on now go follow Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I will talk to you in tomorrow's episode when we recap this game against the Dallas Stars.